About 600 years ago, before Beatrice was put on trial by the Sun Elf Kingdom, in the frigid cold of the south, on the eastern side of Blythe, in the rugged mountains, there is a remote facility. It is here that two of the top researchers in the world, Dr. Ryan and Dr. Brightside, work diligently on a problem that the entire world has, the Dragon's Curse. Amongst many buzzing and humming devices, all seemingly to be for the purposes of running experiments, the beeping of monitors that give live updates on the statuses of creatures being experimented on. There are tables that line the walls, metal in nature, holding innumerable tubes and beakers of liquids, being heated and cooled, poured and mixed. It is late at night, the absent sunlight giving room for the twin sister moons to grant some of their own light, along with the flickering electrical lights on the ceiling. But Brightside, this is dangerous. You have no idea what we are dealing with. Oh, come on. This is what we live for. Exploring the unknown and pushing the boundaries of science. Do you remember when this is all we ever wanted? Y yes, but at, at what expense? There's been so many people that have lost loved ones and the world is looking to us for answers and we just don't have them. But we will. We just have to keep pushing. Ryan looks over at the subject on the table. The tag on the table labels him as Experiment Kane. He's a Goliath with grayish skin. He is shirtless and has many tubes attached to his bare arms. A sheet covers his lower half. Look at him. He is not getting any better. But he is already taken with the curse. He can't be getting worse either. Ryan sighs and walks over to a machine that is encircled with six pedestals. Two of the six pedestals hold an item in them, a dragon scale. Two, to be more precise, a bright red one and a shiny white one. Each has some sort of power emanating from it. Brightside takes notice and changes the conversation. We are so close to knowing more about the true power of these scales, but we don't know what we might cause what, da what damage we might cause even learning about this. And we're missing four uh, others. Who knows how long we have? As long as we need. The Goliath figure on the table begins to scream out. And it sounds like some other deeper voices are layered onto his own. Brightside runs over and presses some buttons on the machine close to him that he's connected to. And the Goliath calms once more. Ryan shakes his head slowly as he watches. I, I can't do this. This is wrong, Brightside. We've been colleagues, friends, for, for as long as I can remember. We have, have done a, a many gr great things to leave our stamp on the world, but I, I won't do this. And he begins to gather some things into a bag. Where will you go? Will you just leave your life's ambitions because you can't stomach a little suffering? In case you haven't noticed, we have a whole tomb of people who are suffering. Not to mention the loved ones who have to stand by and watch. You know as much as I do that you have to suffer some pain to feel some relief. Don't quit on them now. That's a, a cheap trick. I, I'm not quitting. Then what do you plan to do, huh? Find some hero to turn things around? Ryan pauses for a moment, stares at Brightside. I heard that there's been a team of, uh, of Chosens that represent the gods to seek out some answers. They've been been looking for us, actually. Uh, apparently we just missed them in Mapelli. I will help them. 
So you are starting over? Ryan, be reasonable. No one knows what causes this. Yeah, well, I won't stop until I do. So why don't you do it here, where you have everything you need and the help of your best friend? As if on cue, Kane begins to scream out again. Bryceside pushes buttons once more, but this time, it does not quell him. The figure sits up and rips the cords out of its arms and eyes the two men angrily. The sheet falls away and the Goliath stares intently at the men, bloodlust in mind. He lets out another bestial scream, spittles hitting their face, and then turns to the nearest wall and tears through it as if it was made of paper, out into the tundra. Both men stare panting. Brightside had fallen to the ground. It was all the ammunition that Ryan needed. He continued packing his things and leaves without a word. Brightside begins to clean up the mess left behind by Kane, mumbling curses under his breath. No, we don't need him, you know. Brightside stops. No, but I wanted him. Some people just don't understand greatness, Doctor. Brightside seems to stand up straight and adjust himself. And he turns slowly to face the white dragonborn who has come into the room. No, no they don't. So what now? The plan continues. Nova walks over to the machines with pedestals holding the other two scales. She produces a blue scale from a satchel that hangs off the opposite shoulder of her crimson armor. I have news of the last three scales, and a small team to help gather them. We should have them within the month. Have you heard of these immortals that Ryan speaks of? Says it's a team chosen by the gods themselves. Well by yourselves. Oh yes, my father approached me. I have my hooks in the sweet Elowan. She will serve the team well, up until the point that I force her to betray them. She will do well indeed. Brightside says nothing. Having doubts, Doctor, has Ryan infiltrated your conscience? Oh no, Noah, just the opposite. I was just wondering how to get rid of him. Don't. He is smart. You're right. Let him spend some time away, studying at his leisure. Perhaps we steal the information we need while he decompresses. What about our experiment that ran away? Brightside motions toward the Goliath-sized hole in the wall. Nova waves a hand and the hole mends itself. It will be nothing. Pets always come back to the master that feeds them. He won't do well out in the cold, at any rate. Are you sure about the scales, finding the door as we discussed? I'm positive. Not only that, but it seems that your door isn't the only one in the world. We found at least five others. We have sent some teams through, but they have not returned. Not only that, but we were able to harness a bit of the magic that creates the doors to create temporary storerooms here as well. Ah, let me show you. As Brightside walks to one of the walls, a door appears that wasn't there before. And as he walks to the door, a plain metal box turns into a terrarium. Whatever I think in this room becomes truth. But I can't take things from this room. Food, Israel, as he bites into a cracker and chews it. Drink, Israel, and he drinks some liquid from a large cup. But we haven't been able to do much else with it. It seems our imaginations are brought to life, but the area is restricted. 
if we could bring the imagination out, oh, the power we would have there. Nova begins to close her eyes and seems to be thinking as well, but nothing happens. Why can't I create things in this room? Brightside looks genuinely confused. I am not sure. An idea enters his head, but he doesn't say anything. Hmm. Just strange indeed. And the two exit the room. Nova, seeming more angry than flustered, says, I am off to find more scales. I will return as soon as I acquire at least one. Strange finds you have at the doors, but it seems that we are closer. Indeed. As Nova leaves the building, Brightside walks back to the room he had just created. So, a god's will is limited in these spaces. This could be very interesting. Last time on Lawful Stupid. What you see before you is an open door that you were able to finagle from the brothers who were supposed to be on guard uh, to Beatrice's room. Few wanted to talk to you. Hi, Miss Bea. Brought you some pants. I see. If that gavel comes down the wrong side, it's over for them. And you hear a boom, boom, boom on the front door to this building. Bertrand says, it's time. So as as we're walking, William leans over to Mrs. B and says, I'm, for the first time in my life, going to shut up. So you've got this. You just you tell me if you need me, boss. You see up and above you, there's like this giant spherical room. The noise begins to die down a little bit more and more and more as people wait. And then the main judge comes out and he grabs his gavel. Go, go. He says, um, It says here that you were to be represented by Skorsky, but I don't see him in the crowd. If you don't have a defense, Matt will make this case very easy to decide. Someone says, Wait, just a moment, Your Honor. And it's Mr. Dean from the KNG. Dean Habakkus, what, what brings you to my course today? I intend to represent the defendant, uh, Beatrice, uh, for today's proceedings, but I would also like to postpone the trial in order to gain some much-needed evidence that was not gathered by the previous defense lawyer. Let it be so. You have 24 hours. I will see you this time tomorrow. Good luck. You will need it. Let us go somewhere else to talk about what she's being charged for. What I propose we do is is take a visit to those people, see what they know, and see if there's any conflicting um, information um, for tomorrow's trial. Agreed? Agreed. Okay. There's some odd things to go over here, but I think we're going to do just fine, Beatrice. I believe so. I haven't done nothing wrong. Hmm. Well, let's get to work. So Mr. Dean has returned with his folder uh, of, of evidence things that are or accusations rather that are being pitched at Beatrice. Um, and William is here. Beatrice is here. And Mr. Dean is here. And he talks about going to go over the kind of the case file with you. Am I there? Do you want to be there? Yeah. Oh, you're kind of All right. How do you how do you how do you approach? I think I just poop. I just poop. I was in there. 
As poof. Oh, oh, oh my from... goodness. Uh, uh, step, just Lucian. step out of a shadow under William's chin. <laughs> it's oh. good to see you, Lucian. Ah, uh, Fium. Lucian's dead. Come again? Try. It's fine. Lucian? Yeah, Miss P's gonna hold her hands behind her back and like peer over to the paperwork. She's not gonna touch it at all. Uh, so, Smart. what accusations we have going on here? Oh, great question. Um, everyone, please have a seat. And so he's got sort of a sitting room there in his main room, ample seating for all of you if you choose to. <laughs> and he begins to open it, and flip through some papers. He says, "Well, it seems like the first one um, looks like the shop over shop owner of apothecary." says that you were asking for strange ingredients, usually things that are mixed together to make poisons, um, and were inquiring about the leadership and where they lived in the city. That doesn't look good. Uh, and you left with several things, including some, some potions, some a hay bale, maybe? Maybe, I don't know if a whole hay bale. It's kind of like a backwards town is this. Yeah, it doesn't quite make sense. And then uh, a an empty notebook. <laughs> we got him. They had hay and a notebook. Murderer. This a, sounds weird. A hangable offense. Uh, well, what um, is your stance on uh, <laughs> uh, witness intimidation in this town? Or witness removal? That um, one too. Yes to the first. There is a line. Uh, to the second, no. Mm-hmm. What about jury tampering? How hard can I tamper with the jury? Well, I think in court, you can't. And then outside of court, you also can't. So, Is, is there a tribunal mm. or is it just a jury? So the jury, unfortunately, is going to be stacked against you, Beatrice. Um, it's Of course, it's all sun elves who have only heard bad things about you. Of course, I will be doing my best to sway them the opposite way but I think we're going to be able to have a strong case here to, I mean obviously it wasn't you um, someone has gotten the word out that somehow your room was left open and so perhaps they think it could have been you who was out and about I, st- I don't know but isn't that just like isn't that like an automatic mistrial isn't that just like a gross negligence on behalf of these people it will be a strong point that I bring up, but these people, again, are only interested in vengeance in, in a way. They're out to get someone. So, my thing is, like, what's the timeline for all these events? Because, well, we know Miss B was in a jail cell all night, but, like, when did all this supposedly happen? Yeah, let me let me look at this. And he, so he's flipping through, and there's about 10 or 12 pages. It looks like they're, they're kind of paper-clipped in certain cases where people had made mention or were witness to her in certain scenarios. And he says, well, they don't really say. I mean, there's some here that, that talk about um, the heat of the day. So I guess maybe this, this first one was an earlier time in the day, but the other ones don't really have uh, a specific time frame. But we need to run those down because, like, they could just tattle on themselves if there's if because Miss B wasn't there. So if they both just say like, "Oh, it was one o'clock," and then we they say they shoot at two places at once, and it's gotcha time. Hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, I I'm gonna do my best. I wonder if these the these crimes occurred before we even got here, and now she's just an easy scapegoat. I mean, it feels like a really hard case to lose, if I'm being honest. Like, your, your client has, like, an alibi, and 
Like, we know that I'm, she didn't do it. And I, guess, I was with you two basically the whole time. Yeah, like, I mean, it's just... She, I mean, she was in jail. She was arrested on site for a crime, that, for no crime. And then crimes were invented later, very obviously, while she was detained. I mean, that's just, that's made up. I agree. Accused for wanting to start a war, I believe. Yeah, Initially, what's that? That was, that was the excuse given she, to She sure does work, walk fast, work fast, considering the fact we were immediately arrested. I agree, and all of these all of these things I'm going to bring to uh, bring to light that aren't already in the light. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Is Bertrand a good guy, or can we? Is he kind of corrupted? Can we make him a bad guy? No, no. Bertrand's great. Um, what do you mean? Can we corrupt him? Is that what you asked? Uh, first of all, I can corrupt anyone. Second of all, I just meant if we need to shoot holes in their cases. We can. So. If you're not familiar, but I think, William, with your background, you're probably familiar with uh, trials. So, of course, we'll have to make a plea tomorrow. You know, guilty, not guilty. Of course, we're going not guilty. Um, And then we, you know, the plaintiffs will bring their uh, witnesses, which is probably going to be related to some of these people we talked to as well. Sure. Um, Then we'll bring our own. Maybe we sway these witnesses the opposite direction. But, yeah, sure, we can bring Bertrand to, to the front as well. I would not recommend that you two take the stand. Well, let me just let me just. Uh, no, I'm technically a fugitive here. I think. Interesting. Yeah, he did run away. No, I super bet. So I have a different plan. Uh, I'm gonna go steal some guards' armor and with like a helmet, and then me and Breeze are just gonna be there. Breeze is here. And if it, no. Yeah, he's, he's in the outside. Oh. Huh. Good fellow. Yeah. He's, he, he, he couldn't uh, shadow step in here, so he's just been like waiting for somebody to open the door for him, but I forgot. I had a lot of questions, but that's not, that's not here now. Are we allowed to use the queen? She would have seen him try to get away and <sighs> me refuse to run. I don't think, that, no, queen's not a good move. She doesn't want to be pulled into letting it look like she's in your camp. You know what I'm saying? Like she, the people would revolt. But she was a witness to see... I guess <laughs> what, what's, not run what's away. more important people thinking that she doesn't hate an innocent woman for no reason or people thinking she's a liar I don't know because we can make her make that decision I think she ha- she probably wants you to get off but she's not going to be able to play her hand in it at all <laughs> who doesn't what do you mean one must be lump the innocent to be proven innocent and just yes exactly that's i agree who doesn't want that everyone i mean no every, everyone doesn't want no one wants that no everyone oh, oh great oh, i'm, I'm feeling really good about our chances here <laughs> yeah good lawyer mm-hmm. all right I, I'm just, breeze get more bullets <laughs> all right all right all right we're gonna need them a- i heard you first time partner how and many people of, are in this town? Get, get that many. Well, you, why don't you guys let me in so we can chit-chat instead of yelling Because you need to go get bullets. All right, I'm out. And oil. Okay. <laughs> what kind of oil? Well, flammable. Flammable, preferably. <laughs> oh, oh, I okay. got to go back. I got the wrong kind. <laughs> oh, damn it, Breeze. We'll bring that, Not too. Not the baby uh, oil. Shoot, I sold it back for double. 
Stop smothering that shit on you. These people are terrible at bartering. (laughs) You're you're a great entrepreneur. Hey, rob this town blind while we're in here. Already did. You gotta go. (laughs) It was Breeze the whole time. Let's leave. Hey, let's leave. (laughs) The guards are entirely incompetent. We can just go. So what do you want to do, Mrs. B? It's kind of your proverbial neck on the... You know, it's probably your real neck on the line. They wouldn't take her neck. They'd probably kill her. Most likely, but I could probably get out of it at any time I wanted. Yeah. Wait, how can you get out of this? (laughs) I can easily slip out at some point, if I need to. We can kill every man, woman, and child here if we... That's a good point. I mean... Anyway, I have no idea how to make poisons. You so could figure it out. You're very smart. Yeah, I think you could do I it. I could figure could it out if you, you gave me a book. Yeah, but exactly. That's not going to work. They're going to go, Miss B's very, very smart and pretty and, and talented, and she could figure it out. And also, how do you prove that you can't do something? I, we've tried this before. Someone's like, I don't know how to do that. And simply stating that you don't know doesn't actually mean that you don't know. I see your point. As far as I know, you've been holed away for 600 years just potioning. Sleeping, perhaps. Potion. Well, let's go talk to these people, I suppose. Okay. And have more people look at me funny as I walk out. This will be fine. It's okay. A few more write their names and faces down. Uh, I don't think there's anybody in this town whose ass I haven't kicked at this point. (laughs) Have you tripped them all? <clears throat> yeah, what I'll do is is I'll sh- I'll step into their shadow directly behind them, and then Breeze will come, and I'll get down on my hands and knees, and Breeze will come back and he pushes. <laughs> We've just been doing that. Ah, okay. All day. All Lots of children crying. Day. I mean, as, if the kids didn't say any racist shit, we left them alone. Oh, if they did, you should take their lollipops. I mean, oh, Mrs. B, everyone we, we has a line. You just got real dark. I mean, I don't know how I'm supposed to defend a monster like you. We took their ability to walk. If they're being racist children, I don't see why not. But not the lollipops, not the candy. No. Sure, they're in a wheelchair, but they're lollipops. (laughs) Forever. Sometimes I don't quite understand you, but all right. I love drawing a line and something stupid. The thing about me is... The thing about me is... Um... I'm pretty upset. Well, oh. I, I agree. In general. Mm. So, I'm just kind of making that everybody else's problem. It's always fuming. Ah, that's me. Okay, I, I get it now. That's not what it is. It's celestial. Uh, hey. Oh. Then I totally misunderstood the new name. <sighs> it's, it's celestial. It means smoke. Get, anyway... The, the light of Lucian is dead, and all that remains is... You know what? Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. We gotta go steal some armor. I'll be back in about three minutes. Well, should we take off without you, or we... Or we um, Miss B, we'll, we'll, we... We'll, ca- we'll catch up instantaneously, but I just wanted to be noted that we wouldn't steal some good armor. Alright, well, let's set off. We have a um, pretty long day ahead of us. And so we'll take off, I guess, for... The apothecary first? They're they're bound to be open by now. You know this town better than I do. Lead the way. Okay. 
She saw the gate and then a Jocelle. <laughs> basically tourism is dead <laughs> alright follow me and so he leads you out of his house um, it seems like you guys are walking for about 30 minutes uh, down staircases through town through larger parts of the city where there's a lot of hustle and bustle even through some like back alleys and brings you to a street um, seems pretty busy. Uh, it's not shoulder to shoulder by any means. Uh, and there is a sign with a potion hanging over this wooden sign. And it's uh, Howard's Apothecary. And uh, you go inside and there is a, um, a sun elf, of course, who is he's helping another customer. It's almost just as soon as you walk in, there's a bell at the top of the door that rings. And that, that customer just happens to be leaving um, as you walk in. And Mr. Dean walks in and um, he, he has like a bowler cap on and he takes that off and he says, uh, um, hello, uh, Mr. Howard. And Mr. Howard says, what are you doing here? And he kind of looks mostly at Beatrice. I'm going to make a mental note to spit on his pillows. <laughs> Were you there? I th- yeah, I kind of. I said, "Oh, okay." Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, she'll just look at him, and then back to Dean again. I was like, well, I "Was following him to find this shop." Good afternoon. You've already been here. You came yesterday asking some strange questions, asking for questionable ingredients, inquiring about the specific locations of leadership in the city, which makes me think that you're up to no good. Yes, I reported it, and I hope that you pay dearly. By the way, how's that notebook treating you? What notebook? Ah, I see. Trying to play like you don't know. not really playing any games. I have no idea what notebook would... Uh, Mr. Dean says, excuse me, uh, Mr. Howard, um, can you tell me, and he kind of puts, what about what time did um, Miss Beatrice uh, come to your shop yesterday? He says, hmm, I'd had the doors open for some time, maybe an hour or two. I'd say it was about 8.30 a.m. And he, uh, Mr. Dean jots this down in, in a notebook. Okay, 8.30. And so he looks back at all of you. Um, you guys, like, got any questions of that for Mr. Howard? Yeah, and she was here for about how long? Well, I think after all the questions I got, probably, we'll say an hour. Oh, and yeah, just real quick, um... We love Miss B decked out in all your, like, sun elf outfits and stuff. Um, she got that, that really nice dress for the trial. What was she wearing yesterday? Uh, and he says, hmm. I want to say it was an all-black outfit um, with some silver linings around different spots. But I don't recall exactly. You remember a lot of her questions an hour with her and don't remember what she was wearing? I'm interested in selling my goods and that I did. I made a good... 
I don't sell dresses. We sell? Sell apothecary items, potions, <laughs> lathers, candles. How's that, um, How's that going for you? Business is good. It's been better. Yeah, it's I mean, been I, worse. Yeah, I just I saw that horse yet outside and it was a little old. So I thought maybe business was not going so great. Anyway, have a good day. Uh, William pulls out the magic rod that he has. Waves it around the shop. Beeps off. It is magic. It's a magic yeah. magical shop. Uh, it, clearly, whoever was here yesterday was using some spell to pretend to be Mrs. B. Look, this only detects what? magical uses. Um, I I want you to roll a persuasion. I don't need to. Let's see. <laughs> Oh, I no, guess I know, deception. But like, all right, all right. Persuasion, no, deception. deception. Sorry, no, that's deception. Fair. Yeah, yeah. I heard deception in my head. I was like, I don't need to. I believe it's real. But yeah, I right, believe persuasion. it's true. Yeah, you're right. Persuasion is good. <laughs> I was like, I was ready to defend that. I have yet to challenge that as William. All right. That's okay. I'm really good at persuasion, though. I rolled a... 16. Two and a half. Um, he says, What do you mean it detects magic? I. To rods to detect magic, it scans for magic, and if magic is afoot, it does this. And he, like, scans the air. See? It detects trace magic. And he puts it away. What kind of magic? Magic. Just magic. Magic. And he like twinkles as he does spare fingers. Magic. Mm. Magic most foul. And he points at a sign like outside the door and says, no magic allowed. Well, if she wasn't here using that yesterday, that's even more reason for her to be headed off to the courts. Sure, but she's not using it today. I was saying somebody was pretending to be her using magic. And that's what it's detecting. Listen. He like pokes her. She doesn't have a magical bone in her body. That's that's my job. And I produce the flame. Or William produces the flame. Ooh, roll performance for me with oh, advantage okay. since you already kind of got him on the old persuasion. Mm-hmm. Bye. Yeah, I got you. Um, let's see. Uh, Fifteen plus three, eighteen. And his eyes light up, and he looks over to Beatrice, and this hardened look he's had, maybe, disdain for her, says, Hmm, I don't like it. I'm willing to... Hmm, not my place. Any more questions? Yeah, I think you should recant your statement. And then I walk out. <laughs> I'm just curious about the notebook. Is it Was it just a plain book? Or even, you know what? Maybe it's better if I don't know what it actually was. So do you do you ask him any of those questions, or are you just is this you as a bomb? No, oh, nope. This is B kind of saying things out loud, and she'll just she'll start to go realize that she probably needs to stick with Mister Dean, and then wait. <laughs> okay. Um. Will that be all? Mister Dean looks to you and. You have a good night. Enjoy that sweet, sweet pillow time. You're right. This horse is old. Maybe we should put it out of its misery. It's like what 14? horse? I don't have a it's horse like, It's like 14, dude. You're wasting your time. Let's get out of here. Now you hear grumblings as you guys, <laughs> the bell, as you open the door. Why does the youth keep tying up horses to my shop? <laughs> That's not horses. even my horse. 
They just keep just bringing old horses and tying them to my, the front of my shop. You freaking kids! My house they horse me again. Sort of, my shop isn't some sort of horse graveyard. <laughs> All these dudes. I do have a question. Around. This is a horse hospice. You gotta, you gotta yell over, get him. Um, if his sign says no magic allowed in the shop, why is he allowed to sh- sell magic potions as well? He's like breaking his own rule. Fine line between. Mr. Are you magic. asking Mr. Dean? The party in general. Mm. I don't care if Breeze answers somehow or if well, it's William. Think, well, you know, you know where I come from. Here's what I'll tell you. I think what the point <laughs> he's trying to make is he didn't want anybody swindling or changing up the things he's got in there. I think the only magic he likes to use is when it's being made. That's what I'll say. Thanks, Breeze. Yeah, see, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be back in a while. I got, I got, I got to see a man about a horse, and he just there steps to the side. Don't and, forget the oil, <laughs> and takes that horse off the. Make, the make rope. sure it's not. Make sure it's not a thousand. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, the next one, and he, Mister Dean, opens the, the the files again. He says, "Looks like you were talking to one of the lower uh, sun elves. I don't know if that's a typo. Lower sun elves." Um, Someone overheard the phrases wait until the perfect time and then also payback in, in the same sentence. That and that sparked them to go and tell the authorities about you. Um it looks like there's an address for a hovel small this is like the, the housing district. We can go there if you'd like and, and talk to the lady who overheard it. Hey Miss B. Yes, Fium. Hey, um, I'm trying to line up some gotchas. Um, can, do you have any other clothes? Can you make, the sun elf? Or, or, can you, or can you make your clothes look different with magic? I just want to keep having you show up in different outfits, and I'll keep wanting to ask people what you were wearing yesterday to see if we can get some people. Gotchas! I, I do have other clothes in my pockets. You, you want me to make like a tent? Let me stick my arms out and make like a tent for you to change behind. Why can't I just keep wearing this one? I mean, I guess that's fine. I could give you a suit. You could wear one of my suits. I'm trying to do eighth dimensional chest bamboozles, but it's just the amount of effort that it is to go change clothes and out in the open I'll, I'll be I'll be honest Miss B when I when I think about your change which I barely do <laughs> <laughs> I mean I roll a persuasion roll a roll a persuasion roll a deception I imagine you just bibbity boppity boop yourself into some new clothes that Sailor Moon that, your way that, that isn't how it works some of the corsets have strings all over it and then some of the other things have zippers it takes a minute is that what <laughs> the owl's for I've always wondered what summer yeah she'll does call she help summer you? up yeah does she help you get in and out of your clothes because there's zippers kind of imagine, I, I don't yeah. know how you reach yeah there's a special tool you kind of get like a little hook thing and it's on a stick and you just kind of pull it up. It's really easy. She sings a song and all the woodland critters come and help her. Good point. I forgot. I believe to. that is the fairy tale princess vibe. And where, and where do you not live? A princess. 
As a crown. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And here's the other thing. Um, aren't you like the matriarch of the most powerful family there? Aren't you like the the biggest deal ever? Yeah, you're a queen of the of the races. You're like the you're like the people. princess of that fairy tale land that you live. Well, I feel like at this point I would be queen because I'm awake again well, and not I, I, asleep I, I, and my parents are dead. There's, there's a lot of things. I don't think I'm princess. I think technically because you're not married anymore. You go back to being a princess. Mm. <laughs> I'm not sure that's how that works. I've read many storybooks and the princess doesn't become the queen until she marries the handsome prince. That's a fact. Well, that's just sexist. Mr. Dean actually is kind of blushing as you say those things. Oh, right, I forgot you're a prude. Well, you know, you're from the Silver City, the Sun City. You should be a He just famous. likes Miss B. Oh, that's fair. Oh, yeah, I, I like all you guys. It's This is, um, I, I really hope uh, that we can uh, work this whole thing out and you guys get off scot-free. And, and that there's, be- only, there, there's only one of us he likes more than a friend. <laughs> That's a good point. Breeze goes, nose goes. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> well, I always thought you had a thing for fume. Them. <laughs> do you have a thing for me? Breeze, do you see how often he's always with you and trying to hold your hand? Man, it's only on a dark train. Don't make it bigger than it is. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> only the dark never, train I've never really thought of Breeze like that. And then I twirl my hair. <laughs> All right. um, uh, okay, I think perhaps perhaps we just keep walking and and uh, get this. So we're, we're 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 losing sunlight. One thing we love at Lawful Stupid, among the other things we love at Lawful Stupid, is spreading the word about your business. Or maybe you want to tell your sweet, sweet grandma that you love her for the world to hear. We want to give you that chance. If you're a business and want to get your services on the air, or just want to tell a loved one a personal message, head on over to lawfulstupid.org forward slash message in a bottle. There you can take around 250 words to say what you want. Business ads are $20. Personal ads are 10 Tell the world what you have to hear with Lawful Stupid's message in a bottle. So he takes you through some other back roads. Smaller roads seem to be a little bit dirtier in this area. And it seems like it's further down the mountain um, where these houses are. And they're kind of built into the side. Um, and he looks up at the house, kind of the number on it. And back he says, I, I think this is the place. Um, I guess I should do the honors. Yeah, I'll stand guard out here. And he uh, knocks on the door. Tap, tap, tap. Kind of pause for a second, and you hear someone say, um, Bumaiti, I'm a hain. 
Um, do, do any of you speak what? Sylvan? Oh, I just might. That's one of the stupid ones I like to take. No. No. I do not speak Sylvan. The language of the Fae folk. I do! I speak okay, Celestial cool. Common. I just took a shot in the dark. Um, you know her to say, this person to say, just a moment. Um, and then the door opens. Um, and to everyone else except for Fume, uh, she says, And you know her to say, Hello all, how can I help you? And I'll respond, uh, That's what they hear. Which, <laughs> and which I'm not doing this anymore. Like, after this, this is going to be just a conversation. You will have to relay. We'll see. Their the dialect's about. a little different. One comes from Northern Sylvan, yeah. the other one comes yeah. from no, Southern oh, yeah, Sylvan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Even William picks that up, but doesn't fucking know what they're saying. Yeah, I, I learned it from my babushka. Uh, so... I'm going to say, hey, we're going to ask you some pretty serious questions, but before we do that, to break the ice, I'm going to tell you something in confidence. That guy back there, okay. the one with the bowler hat, he's yeah. in love with that lady there, the one oh. in, in, in the fancy sun-up dress, they have no idea that I know. It's awesome. And he looks, she looks at them and she's like... <laughs> uh, well, she looks to you, uh, Miss B, and Mr. Dana, she says, I need Yaribi? And you know her to say, really? Like, it's because they're Sun Elf and Twilight. Um, I have no idea what she's saying, and I feel really bad right now. Oh, and then I'll, and I'll say, uh, hey, this lady's cool. She's going to help us out. Okay. Um, what can I help you with? I don't know. This is, this is when the tree man speaks. The gardener. Uh, okay, and so you'll basically we'll take this as you relaying these things, and we'll just have it now. Sure. She's, does she and speak common. common? She does not. Oh, okay. I got you. Um, I, tra- I translate everything with an incredible amount of snark, sarcasm, and I'm actually misleading every party. <laughs> <laughs> I, he's not even sure where he lands on the whole subject. Um, so she says to you, uh, or I guess Mr. Dean is going to have you ask, um, um, our friend here is obviously being... Um, sent to trial tomorrow for sure the story goes that she was overheard and and the notes say by this lady um I, and i want to i want to imagine he's telling this to you and you have to recap this in like that language to her so a bamba boo and says that you overheard her saying the phrases wait until the perfect time and payback um, and coupled with some other things, people think that um, she is has ill intent and has committed some crimes in the city as of yesterday. I translate all that, but any, anytime you use an adjective, um, I only learned half of all of the Sylvan adjectives. So if you said hot, or I would have to say not cold. Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's like really weird for her, but yeah, I, I get it across. Uh, and she she kind of thinks about it for a second. She says. Uh, yes, I, I overheard her speaking to um, one of the more unsavvy characters that are in, in that live here uh, with in the lower district, um, and it sounded like she had had it out for some of the leadership. Um, and so when I heard that, I was kind of afraid uh, for whoever it, it might be uh, toward. 
I'll, I'll ask you, you said you, you heard her. Did you see her at all? Uh, yes, I did. And she, um, oh, yes, I was, I mean, that's how I know, because I kind of looked do, at her. As, how do you, how do you, are you sure it was this woman? What was she wearing? Yes. Uh, Miss B, what are you wearing right now? She's wearing the sun elf clothes right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she says, well, she had on, um, like a black dress. Um, maybe it was a silver dress. Black with silver um, outlines, and then there were some like bejeweled, um, like skirt part. She loves to bedazzle. The, she word, does. The, the silver word for bedazzle is blinger. I'm going to tell you what it is. It's blinger. Oh, God, he's got a thing. It's bedazzle. <laughs> <laughs> no translation. In every language, it is bedazzle. bedazzle. <laughs> I only know that one. What language was I speaking is my main question. I have no idea what this woman is saying. Oh, yeah. You said you overheard her. What language was she speaking? How did you understand her? Uh, and all that gets transcended to her. And she says, well, Sylvan. And you know when she says Sylvan that she says, like, that language. Sure. I translate that uh, to everybody so they know what's up. But again, we've already determined that... She can't prove she doesn't speak Sylvan, right? To be honest, you can easily prove that I don't know Sylvan at all by telling a joke and I don't laugh. Only heartless (laughs) people don't laugh. I tell the only Sylvan joke I know, it's filthy. And she blushes. Miss B just looks at him like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I I trust you. Um... (laughs) And I I point that out to the woman, too. I go, do you see? Like, I just said horrible, horrible things involving both of our mothers. Mm -hmm. And she didn't even flinch. She doesn't speak Sylvan. And she says, I... I think I... Yes, I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe I had the wrong person. Yeah, I think think maybe because of this doubt in your heart, and because you're a good person, I can tell from us talking, you should probably recant your statement and just... Let him know that you are you have to have that doubt. Mm. Uh, okay, okay, I will I will do that. Thank you. Uh, do oh, and can you tell me what time it was that you that you saw this person that looks like Miss B? Uh, I go to the market every day at noon, um, so it must have been sometime right around noon. Right around noon. Okay, thank you so much. Do we have any other questions, guys? Um. Part of me is curious to, I guess, find out what the person looked like in the lower district. The one that I was talking to. She does not oh, air quotes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who is she talking to? And she says, um, I don't, I don't recall that. I was too focused on this Twilight Elf, this, you know, someone from out of town. <laughs> yeah, she's really those horrendous things. It. She is beautiful. I know the people are afraid of her, but she's very distracting. But we know that wasn't her, and we're all cool now. So we're mm. we're gonna see you later. I'm oh. gonna I'm gonna slip her some gold. Oh, okay, great. So here, have this, and then bye bye. And she pockets it, and yeah, like, ten kinda, gold pieces. Kind of bows a little bit. Um, like, not ten too- gold pieces. That's a lot for. Yeah, I'm falling <laughs> out. And uh, she closes her door, and Mister Dean says, "That was." Unexpectedly good. Um, 
a great job, guys. It feels like that. I mean, that one is an easy open and shut. Yeah, Sylvan is the language of the spirits, and in order for me to speak it, I have to feel all of my emotions. It's incredibly taxing. I'm sorry, but it, you're doing it for for. Uh, and he looks at must be a, a wonderful call, a good cause, a good cause. On to the next one. Yes. Indeed. Uh, okay, this one's a little weird. Looks like was seen throwing large chunks of concrete around uh, damaging the there's a fountain that has that had the top broken off of it I don't know that one seems concrete yeah I don't I don't know I it can seems, barely lift silly. William <laughs> hey whoa Mrs. B do you fear William uh, is fucking stacked you didn't need What's to score, bring bud? me into this it's a lot. I think it's a twenty. Yeah, it's a twenty. Look, yeah. look at him. He's built. I can't pick up a man like well, that. For, let first alone of all, concrete. My suit hides it well. Listen. And and to be fair, listen. The the behaving family line is much stronger than they look. Don't worry about that. I'm saying I one time in combat accidentally brushed up against William's bum, and it was like it was like like a like a like a like a loaf of bread made out of titanium. Yeah, like steel. Just, yeah, it'd roll like a uh, steel. It'd roll like an attack, like to defend against it. <laughs> yeah, to take damage from yeah. the bum. But it was. But at the same time, it was like supple. You know. Yeah. And there was a juiciness a to it. Invokers are weird. Invokers I wasn't be like, like that. this until <laughs> I was an invoker. Some, you become an like that. Ripped. So thick. I don't even work out. This has been a very entertaining uh, conversation. Thanks. Well, the losing Come on, let's go. Agreed. Let's go look <laughs> at the next witness. Let's go Tampa with the next witness. And so it takes you back to um, <laughs> center of town. Uh, for those of you don't that's know, if dumb. you're if that's you're a fifty dollar patron, you get to comment <laughs> live while we record, and your goal is to make us laugh. Uh, speaking of thick, we spelled invoker with two C's. That's invoker with two C's. Um, that's doesn't even translate. You make it to this larger than life fountain um, that seems to be a main hub of just relaxation uh, for several people. But you notice that like there is the head of this statue that has fallen over into the water and that like is where the, the, the water would come out and recycle again. But now the water is just kind of shooting up and kind of sporadically. It's not going on anyone, uh, but it is not functioning as it's intended to. Uh, and parts of this circular fountain have like their walls chipped away and you see there there's debris and rubble around it um there was like you know gardens uh, on the outside of that ring as well that have been torn up and just pieces of large concrete uh, and there is a gardener that is kind of cleaning up this debris um quick it, dean speak to him in gardener okay um i'll try my best uh, excuse me sir in common <laughs> and he says oh hello um, yes, my friend's here, and he's like, oh, hello, and he sees Miss Beatrice. Yes. I make a mental note to 
reach into his bag of bread, his loaf of bread, and turn all the slices backwards individually. Oh my god. Um, <clears throat> says, we have a few questions for you. Uh, my friends, maybe if they, they have better questions, but it seems like my client here um, is accused of destroying, defacing uh, the monument here, and just wondered if we could ask a few questions. I suppose... Hey, Devin. Mm-hmm. Since there's like a garden around it, I was just wondering how are the plants looking? Squished under the concrete? Yeah, I guess? some of them are squished. Some of them are maintained still well. He, he's like managed to recover some. Um, I think B got a little distracted and went over to one of the squished ones. It's just kind of like in an oh no worried fashion. Oh no. Uh, oh no. My plant, it's broken. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> just go, should go over and like attempt to move the concrete off the plant. It's like, oh no. Yeah, and I think it's an extremely heavy piece. I think it's like obvious that. And so he just watches you for a moment. She'll get annoyed at the concrete. William walks over and just picks it up with a hand. Just like a fucking hand. Yeah, I got you. Um, Thank you, William. Yeah, I'll I'll take any questions. Um, Do you know anything about gardening? He says that to Miss B. I know lots of things about gardening. I have one at home. It's my pride and joy. I also work on one. Then why did you wreck this place yesterday? And now you seem to have care, concern for it? Well, I didn't wreck this place yesterday. I wasn't here. But I see you before me. Oh, because I'm here now. That's, that's how walking, getting places work. Hey, uh, real quick, what time was it <laughs> before Miss B pisses you off? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what time was that? Had to be, and he looks up to the location of the, of the suns. Had to be three o'clock. Shadow falls over there, and I remember standing in it so that she couldn't see me, and trying to dodge the other pieces as they came around. What was she wearing, by the way? It must have got real messed up and uh, all that debris. No, it was like a, a black pantsuit type thing, like a like a leather suit with uh, silver linings on it. Oh, man. Black with all that like concrete dust flying around? It must have been like ruined, huh? I don't really notice. I was too angry about what was happening and trying to preserve the plant life I could. Hey, hey, Will, what's the rod say? Well, William pulls it out of his jacket and kind of scans around the destroys up. Lots of magic. Yeah, more of that right now. Yeah, I, whoever is pretending to be Mrs. B, clearly it's leaving this trail of magic. It's awful. And he puts it away. Mm. Weird. Uh, roll a performance for me. And you can get advantage because you're kind of kind of running it together. Who's, uh, yeah, you, you got it. I'll I'll be the advantage in this scenario. Yeah, yeah. Let me. Yeah, I'll represent let the advantage. <laughs> Let's see, 
Well, thank God for advantage. Um, 17. Yeah, and he says, um, so that thing says it was magic, but she's magical. Oh, well, no. yeah, but for a different reason. It's just because she's yeah. fetching and kind and sweet. It, it, this is residue of actual magic that uh, it could be illusion magic. It could be some type of distortion magic. It's not uh, so accurate that it will say necromancy or evocation or anything like, like that. But it definitely is picking up on residue of magic. Hmm. I don't know. I suppose. Yeah, Miss B was in jail when that happened. Yeah. She was arrested immediately, so like that wasn't her. So we're just trying to figure out what really went down. Yeah, that's true. You know, people people that are that are keen and have good eyes and are smart and able to see things mm. that other people miss, like that's what we're looking mm. for. You know anybody like that? Yeah. He kinda looks around. I don't And then he gets it. Oh, I uh I, I suppose maybe could have been. You could probably, like I said, I was mentioning that dust earlier. It probably wouldn't show up on an illusion spell if the dress was made out of magic. So that's probably why it didn't get dusty like that. Uh, yeah, I guess. Man, we would never would have figured that out if it wasn't for you, man. Thanks. Well, I... You're like the smartest guy in town, huh? No, that's no. No. Okay, well. Uh, don't sell yourself short. All right, well, yeah, just remember everything we talked about because they're probably going to call you to, to testify. Just tell them about the, the illusion that you saw um, and how we verified it with the rod, and then that would be great, man. Mm. Yeah. Okay, okay. Makes a good point. Well, um, thank you for fixing the plants and thank you for lifting the cup. Yeah, she's covered in dirt now. Just a little bit. Hands and yeah, see, how, see, how it, it. see how it shows up on the not magic clothes? It's mm. a good point. Uh, Mr. Dean says, okay, um, is there anything else you guys want to ask? Or uh, I think, again, this is this is a better case. Um, okay. And he says, uh, all right, uh, we have trial in the morning. I think we go back, we get cleaned up. And I think we, and I'll do this work, of course, but do we want to call one of those to the, to the stand ourselves? I mean, so Sylvan Lady... It seems genuinely to not hate Miss B. So if we were going to call anybody, that's my call. Um, this guy, we just stoked his ego a little bit, and maybe he'll show up to be a cool guy. And the person, the first, this shopkeeper is really only there to corroborate the magical rod for us. Um, so probably don't want to call that dude at all. Okay, so we de- we decide it's the uh, the lady who speaks Sylvan. That's who I would. That's it's Miss B's fate here, but that's that would be my decision. I believe she would be the, one of the better cases. <clears throat> okay. Um, then let's do that. I will get her, and then I think we just prepare for tomorrow. I am quite curious about whoever is trying to run around as me, what they're planning in the meantime. I am too. Um... Miss B, what's a code word um, you could slip into, like, a casual conversation or a statement that would cause me and uh, Breeze to just activate uh, and just go nuts? What would that code word be? Now it's Avon. I'm trying to figure it out. It's like, uh... Could it be sausage patty? Or uh, it could only be, when, uh... It could be, like... 
It could be uh, vanilla. It could be uh, jasmine, like a flower or something. Yeah, a flower would work. You think daffodil? You, your call. You know what? She'd probably use a firefly. Firefly. Okay. If, if you say the word firefly, even if it's on accident, we will kill everyone in that building. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah, don't do that. How would you use that in? <laughs> Are you going to see that firefly? No. Oh, no. Some kid just bodies <laughs> Thanks, drop. mister. I didn't have a firefly. <laughs> What's your, what's your favorite sci-fi series? Oh, it's got to be far from that. Oh, no. <laughs> no, you know, you were asking about flowers, and uh, sun elves traditionally use sunflowers, and moon elves will use a uh, flower. <laughs> Twilight elves don't really have one, but uh, fireflies tend to appear when we're around. Oh, so they're kind of like your own little flying flowers. Uh, yes. Carrier, uh, what is it? Canary in the coal mine, I swear. That's absolutely terrifying. Um, if I use all coal three in a out, sentence, though, don't kill anybody. <laughs> if 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 you use the word fire and fly separately, you better make sure there's a long <laughs> fire. Pause. You know I can use my fire to fly. <laughs> yeah. You got. I to make sure there's a clear delineation, or else some bad, just, some bad video, things can like, happen to you, some good you people. And, yeah, I imagine you and Breeze like just playing like paper rock scissors in the back, and you hear it, and then it's like. Like the frame is only your eyes, then only his <laughs> eyes. We're playing. We're, pl- we're playing <laughs> cards. We like card- we're playing like war. Well, I think even like the like where you like the patty cake thing back and forth, like clap your hands together. Firefly. And as you play, you just keep playing with daggers or flying with your hands, and you're still able to play. Breeze has a machine gun. Oh yes. Is it one full of bullets or arrows or both? All of it. It's full of... He leads a sniper rifle with bullets, so this is just like... He got he got it modded, so now it's like a, like a sniper Gatling gun. He's like... I'll so you just up. flip this switch right here from, from, from sniper rifle to Gatling gun and then go crazy. Or, or and never forget, safety's right there. So you, you, go, don't. Not, you, you put it on safe, then you rotate your safe to, safe to, to sniper. And scan your lane. And then... Then when you're and then when you're ready to really throw some lead down, you switch it on over to Gatling gun mode, and eight other barrels <laughs> appear. Uh, you know, magically. Well, this hands-on teaching moment was great. Wonderful. Of <laughs> uh, Mr. Dean walks you back to his house. Um, he has had someone come and like prepare food for you all. He says, um, "I will be back later tonight. Don't wait up for me." Wait. Yes. He had somebody come and prepare food for us. Yes, you're at his house. You're at his house. Who was that? It's like he's he's a rich person in this town, so it's just like yeah. A so maid. it's like, but it's like a sun elf maid. Yeah. You come here often? She's like one of the people that hates Miss B in this town. Just like, well, fifty dollars, fifty dollars. Have some baked potatoes. <laughs> uh, and so, I mean, if you want to engage her, but she's she just has made food. Um, and it's kind of like staying out of your way, but if you need anything, she's there. And Mr. Dean, Don't like, re- say a word around her. Relays she could be a spy too. from the prosecution. Don't say and a word around her. You wake up the next morning, and you don the appropriate clothing. Breeze is there. He's got a bow tie on. He found the night prior. He's, he's wearing not, a large uniform. He's not taking it off. How dare you? The town has lined the streets. Why is that going to have a bow tie? They ask. 
as you continue to walk down this path. And again, they, they spit and mock. The people here are angry. As you make your way all the way to this uh, beautiful courthouse, the gate, and you walk in, and um, you walk into this dome-shaped building once again that, again, is just marble, right? And the, the echoes of everyone's voices, the whispers bouncing back and forth. But here's a little bit quieter. You don't have the shouts, the anger that everyone sees or everyone has. And people are standing and they turn to look at you in these these pew-type seats, these benches, uh, as you walk the aisle and you take the familiar spot at the table to the left. And uh, about the time you look over, you can't quite see who the the person is that is like on the, on the plaintiff's team. The guy who is accused, Miss Beatrice, uh, of causing these terrible, heinous acts. The judges walk out. Uh, and you see to the left and right of them is like another... Uh, seat or like bubble type thing is jutting out. I'm forgetting the word right now. But that's the jury on the left and right that are, that is going to hear the defense today. It's going to hear the plaintiff's reasoning. So they're going to hear the um, the witnesses come front. The judge comes out. Um, I want you this time, uh, Beatrice, if you can roll a history check for me. Uh, yeah. Come on, let's go. That's not um, my best Roll with step. advantage as well, please. No. I got a nat 20 for a 21. Roll I don't need advantage. It, okay. <laughs> you notice something strange about this guy. I wouldn't even say strange. I would say familiar as, as he speaks. It's almost like the rhythm of his words um, come back to you. And you hear the bailiff, um, who's kind of out next to him, say... All rise for the Honorable Judge Jern. Judge Fudge. And that's where we're on the episode. No. No. Who is it? Uh, so for everyone who did Fuck. not know, this is this is the guy. And this, <laughs> the, this is the episode ending. So if, if you hear you hear the music playing, but this is the, that was the end of the episode. Um, Judge Jern, for as a reminder, is the guy from B's very opening scene who tra- who told her that he was going to wreck oh. her city if she didn't leave. Um, hey everybody, thanks for listening to Loft Stupid. Um, I, I just want to say, I, I was talking to an old friend today that I've known for 11 years, but I haven't talked to in a couple, and I was like, hey man, how's it going? And he's like, hey, I was just listening to your podcast on Facebook. So one, Facebook is still alive. Two, old friends listen to the show they didn't even know, so that's cool. Yeah, I put all of our uh, podcast episodes on Facebook, and a surprising number of people consume our show on facebook and i love it so thank you for listening if you're a listener we truly appreciate it uh we have fun doing it and we hope you have fun listening to it hey if you want to support the show you can go to store.lawfulstupid.org you can get some merchandise or you can go to our website go to lawfulstupid.org and at that point you're going to find uh, some menu items on top and for whatever reason our page is loading super slow but you can go to the affiliations and you can actually click through or pick up the coupon code for some of our partners one of our partners is real crucial to this whole game board situation and that is going to be Dice Envy well I guess Critical Dice too but Dice Envy especially they're doing a 20% off site wide kind of sale so i mean if you want some starry night die so you feel like van gogh as you roll you got it hell yeah bro hey you know who else you should support 
fucking kids that need parents. No fucking kids that need (laughs) It's the adoption exchange. Getting all our money for all for humanity. Alright, what is it? I rolled a 14. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say 4. I was just saying, Hell yeah. 14. It's just, it's a super crazy, ridiculous process to try to adopt kids in this country. It is. It shouldn't be that way. It absolutely shouldn't. It should just be the easiest thing in the world. Like, kid doesn't have parents, parents want kid. We've done it. Like, it feels like it should be that simple but uh yeah it's not and it costs a lot of money and people need a lot of help and the adoption exchange is there for them so you should support them roll for manity hashtag roll for manity on twitter tell me what you rolled i think that sounds good i was about to go into a bit about stealing lollipops again and now i just feel like an asshole uh no we we just did adoption for kids i was like no cannot (laughs) um but yeah, if you want to, uh, I guess, steal those lollipops and hand that uh, nice coin to uh, Lawful Stupid, you can go to patreon.lawfulstupid.org and even give us a dollar for extra content. Because if you're here, you're definitely, uh, well, for this week that it releases, you're caught up. Get more content on our website. It'd be great. I think Avon is saying that what you should do is... You should go out and find the kids that spawn in your neighborhood and loot them for lollipops that you should then sell to your local lollipop cowthory and then you should take that money. No, just be a dealer in like a high school. You know how fast that goes? No, I don't. Do it. Um You know. The yeah, good news story uh, it says huh. uh, lady in Texas steals lollipops from orphans. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> the storyline is guy turns old tires into beautiful cozy beds for 6,000 stray dogs and cats in Brazil. That's pretty good news. Oh, what does one do with that? I started that? doing all animal things because I know you, you old don't. Old tires? All animal things? I don't know. <laughs> Guy turns old tires yeah, into nope, beautiful cozy no. beds for 6,000 stray dogs and cats in Brazil. Uh, it's because we have an overrun of uh, tires on the market and they just don't know what to do with them right now. I, I don't know. I can't wait for them to wreck I don't know. this. Your girl is trying to adopt a kitten right now. I'm just like, no, I want to. I want the cat. I'll Sure, I'll go buy your tires. I, I have a this thing I want to say at the end if you guys don't say it, so let's hear it. All right. Well, hey, listen. I don't know how to tell you this. Um, just read me. Yeah, guy first. turns old tires into beautiful cozy beds for six thousand stray dogs and cats. Got it. All right. What you don't see is is the sub headline that's right after that that says, "Guy launches hip new local fusion restaurant with new mysterious ingredients." He's eating the cats or dogs. Oh no. Oh, dogs, yeah. Got him. That's it. <laughs> Does that check me? Okay, great. Uh, so here's <laughs> the thing uh, about that that they don't tell you. So what's what's the first rule of not being a sheep? Follow the money, right? That's how we get yeah, to the truth. Okay. So you might be asking yourself, where does the money come into play here? Isn't this all charity? Isn't this all just for dogs and one guy? Like, where's the money here? Let me ask you a question there, friend. 
You get a tire. It's got a little indention on the side. What's that say? Oh, Goodyear. That's nice. Dog rolls up in bed. A little indention says Goodyear. Gets permanent indentation on his hindquarters. They say Goodyear. Now we've got corporate sponsored dogs, ladies and gentlemen. You go to the NASCAR race, see the cars with all the little stickers on it. It's going to be like that, but with your poodles and your Dobermans. Pick up sheep. Goodyear dogs. Uh, I thought they were just like, they we're trying to smuggle them in so what they do is they just actually put them in the tires like an 18 wheelers and they're just just the washer dryer <laughs> cycle all the way to the USA some make it some don't but hey they're not in that place they came from either way you look at it they're yeah. in a better place that's those are the sure words they made it uh deathbeds <laughs> death uh, alright and on that super positive we love note, you we love you Anyway, love you guys. Poor cats.